Welcome to episode 149 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent. Jason's here with me. Hello, hello. Hello. We've got Porch Talk yes. on Thunder Underground this that's week. Right. I'm sorry, kept talking over you. Hey, that's what we do sometimes. <laughs> We've got like a cross-promotion Thunder Underground Porch Talk kind of deal. Yeah, the interviewers interviewing the interviewers. Yeah. Is that how it is? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, the interviewers interviewing the interview viewers. Okay, <laughs> my head just is spinning now, so right, I'll trust you on this. If you're not familiar with Porch Talk, you need to get familiar with them. Search that on Facebook and pull up Porch Talk with Chris and Laura. They've been doing this thing for right under a year, mm-hmm. coming up on their year anniversary early next year. So we're going to talk all about that here in just a bit before we get into this nice lengthy interview. Yes. But before we do, yet again, here we are saying R.I.P. Yeah, no kidding. And this one is another one of the big ones. Some kind of hurts. Yeah. This one's that gives you the feels. Yes, all the feels, as the kids would say. Right. Malcolm Young of ACDC passed away this past weekend. And this is one of the ones that wasn't a shock, obviously. Because we knew he wasn't doing great, but obviously yeah, still yeah. doesn't make it any better to know that one of the founding members and backbones of one of the greatest rock bands of all time is now gone. That's right. That's right. Um, it, you know, it, 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 it wasn't a shock, but it kind of was. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'll be the first to admit I'm pretty uneducated when it comes to dementia and Alzheimer's and all that. Uh, I, I, I was under the impression that it didn't take, I, that it took a little longer than this to, right. to really finally succumb to it, you know, but I mean, what do I know? Every case is different. And, you know, um, I think it was what 2013 or 2014, he, he stepped down yeah, and, you know, 2017. So it didn't take long and, uh, it's just a terrible thing. And, you know, it, he is really... You know, everyone talks about Angus this, Angus that, Bon, you know, Brian, whatever, and that's all good and well, but, I mean, Malcolm is the fucking foundation of ACDC. Um, you know, he, he's the he's the riff beast, and he's just, uh, he was the man, so it's uh, pretty, pretty sad times. Yeah, that's one of the things that a lot of people, I mean, even people that follow rock music. Mm-hmm may not know how yeah, important he was. It's not just exactly. the guy standing over there that was in the band because he was Angus's brother. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, this was like as much his band as anyone's. Mm-hmm. The thing I've always, you know, wondered in the past few years since he stepped down as if they ever do anything again, how it's going to be. It's kind of like when, when Slayer lost Jeff Hanneman, people mm-hmm. don't realize how big of a deal he was if they're just an outsider that isn't a geek like us, you know? Yeah. And well, they did rock or bust without him, right? I thought, but I thought he had written that. Oh, see, now, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into, you know, I didn't know that. I know. could be totally wrong. Yeah, I could too. So. Travis Davis, replying to comments and he, let, let Yes, us know. he will definitely let us know for sure. <laughs> but like you said, this Riff Beast, this is a guy that, this is ACDC has been that band that people always joke about how everything, you know, throughout the years doesn't change, but when you're doing something that works and is fucking that cool, you don't need to change if you don't want to. Exactly. And he's 
the sound of that band just as much as Angus was. And as a rhythm guy yourself, I would assume that's like one of the guys, you know, up there with oh, Scott Ian and James Hetfield. Totally. He, 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 he is totally. Um, he's always, when I think of, you know, riff guys and rhythm guys, he's one of the first guys that pops up into my head. Um, because of his work and what he did, you know, not only did he, you know, lay the foundation, but he also facilitated Angus and Brian Johnson to just go off and be the stars, you know, because of all the groundwork that he laid down. And, and, you know, I, I also, and then back to what you were saying, I'm a rhythm guy and I really have always been and <clears throat> you know, I've always been drawn to, you know, what's going on behind all the, you know, all the show. And so that, that's, you know, in Malcolm, that's what's going on. Right. And, uh, it was really, really interesting to, to see how that works and to, uh, and to really get into how what he did was so important for the band. Yeah. And the highway to hell and back in black, back to back are two of the greatest, how do you say it? Sequential albums ever. Yes. Like two albums oh, in a yeah, row. Yeah. It's like those two albums. It's like if someone said, I've always said this, that if someone that isn't really into rock and roll wants somewhere to start, you know, you can't go too heavy. You don't want to go too soft. So I'm like, Highway to Hell is like the perfect album to introduce someone. Exactly. To hard rock. Yeah. And, you know, I saw a thing the other, you know, I think it was the day he died. Someone had posted Name your seven favorite ACDC songs. I don't know why they picked seven, but <laughs> I did it, and I'm going to say them right now. Okay. And then I want you to say, you don't have to say seven because I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, but, but I, I, I got yeah. some stuff, but go ahead. But I had four from Bond and three with Brian. Yeah. And my picks were Highway to Hell, Livewire, Sin City, If You Want Blood, You Got It, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution, Money Talks, and Big Gun. There you go. Big and gun. If, wow, I forgot all that was on uh last, last action, action hero. hero. Yeah. Yeah. Man, ah, uh, that's a good list. Yeah. Uh God off the top of my head. Favorites. Um I love Long Way to the Top. Yes. Um Um I, I love Who Made Who. Um God. Uh man, there's more Bond stuff. What am I what am I not what am I Ride On's a great one. Right, I was about to say Ride On. Well, I'll throw that in there. Yeah. Um, you know, Back in Black. I mean, that's obvious choice, but you got to put that in there. I mean, that's such a iconic song. Um, I I really liked. Um, I really really liked Black Ice. I thought that whole record was great. Yeah. Um, like for some reason it was. You know, a lot of times these bands put out new albums, and it's just like, oh, okay, you know. This is just something so we can go tour or whatever, you know, these older bands. But, like, they really they really put some time into that. And I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed uh, Rock and Roll Train. I enjoyed, uh, oh, man, what was that song? Uh, New York City or Lost in New York or what was it called? That was on Stiff Upper Lip, wasn't oh, it? Oh, okay. Sorry. Stiff Upper Lip was a great fucking song. Well, and so was uh, uh, Ball Breaker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Um, all the later albums I thought were fine. You know? What's that? Fucking song that everyone thinks is cheesy, but I like I like it. It's on Black Ice. What's it called? This is gonna kill me. <laughs> it, it's kind of um, 
Ah, I have to look. I'm sorry. I have to look it up. You can talk for a minute or something. Right. But I, the, the title eludes me right now. Well, even now I'm drawing a blank. What was the name of the most recent album they did a couple years ago? Rocker Bust. Rocker Bust. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like that too. It's probably my least favorite of the, the newer ones, you know? Yeah. But it's still good. Anything and, goes. I love that song. Oh, there you go. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Endless amounts of great music from Malcolm Young and ACDC, yeah. and you know who knows if they're going to keep going on. That's kind of irrelevant to this subject because he was already yes exactly. out of the band. But yep, so we lost another big one. I know it's it's not good. You know, again, we're just losing them all. Yeah, and so, anyways, but also when you were talking about the greatest sequential albums. I think number number two to that would be Reload Insane Anger. Yeah, yeah. I had to think about that for a second because I'm like, well. Just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. I tried trying to be funny. <laughs> well, moving on into something a little more positive is last Friday night. We saw a show here in Tulsa at Badass Renee's. Yeah. Claim Your Enemy came to town along with Escape Control. Switchback and Sign of Lies. And they kind of did one of these cool things that I think I wish more bands in the area or regional would do this kind of thing where they get together and do a couple shows in a row. You could do two, three dates in a yeah. row. And they did that. They did the lineup in Tulsa and then the next night did the same lineup in Fort Smith. Yeah, and that's, that's a great idea if, if, you know, bands can facilitate that and get that going. Right. And this was a you know another great night. I've seen so many great shows there at Badass Renee's, and kicked off with Escape Control. It's the first time I've seen them. I think first time for you, right? Mm-hmm. And really heavy band out of Muskogee. Their riffs were were killer, man. Yeah, I mean just slabs of riffs. Yeah, and the and I love watching the the vocalist was also the bass player's three piece sing because you know he had this like you know, just kind of one of those menacing voices, you know, just that scream yeah. thing. And, and you, you mentioned he made it look real easy. Yeah, you watch him and, he, <laughs> you know, you see a lot of people do that and they're like, their face is distorted and mm-hmm. they're all putting everything into it. And his voice sounded like those guys, but it looked just like he was just standing there doing <laughs> it. It was just natural and it was just, he was projecting his voice very easily. So that was very cool. That's to see. awesome. He could, he could probably, he could probably teach some people. Yeah, it's true. Know? Yeah. Well, they they were followed by our friends and Claim Your Enemy. Yes. Who, Always love seeing these guys. Yeah, never gets old. Devin has a extremely strong voice. Yes. And and he can do he can sing, he can growl, he can do it all. Yeah. And he's he's got presence and energy for days. He's all over the place. Yeah. And I told him afterwards, I'm like, you need to get yourself a wireless microphone. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> You might end up hurting yourself. Yes. Because, yeah, he was all over the place, jumping off stage, running around, <laughs> sitting down in the crowd, getting back up on stage, and, you know, he had that long cord running around. I know, around. I know. He had the, <laughs> the Zach Wilde cord going yeah. on. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the guitars in Claim Your Enemy, I've said several times, you know, it's just one of my favorite guitar tones and sounds of any of the bands in this region. It's just so cool to listen to. And, of course, Travis, you know, one of our good friends we've made throughout this podcast, you know, just kicks ass on that drum set. That yeah, definitely. 
You love the color of them, by the way, right? Yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that light blue, powder blue, whatever drum set. It's just it pops and it's so different because everyone's all black and blah, 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 you know, which I would be too. I'm not. I'm not saying that as a diss on anybody. <laughs> I would be too. I want black or you know metallic gunmetal gray, and so I just like that he does that. Just kind of does something different and. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And like you said, the, uh, you know, the twin guitars, both guys just do leads and they're fucking badass. It's awesome. Yeah. And Sign of Lies was up next. And I saw them actually last year in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And they're from Oklahoma City. And this is a great group of younger guys that's got a cool sound. It's, it sounds kind of like it's a throwback to your 80s heavy stuff. Like, you know, I don't know, you know, a priest or something. It doesn't sound like priest, but it's, you know, got that heavier melodic edge to it. Yeah. But then at the same time, it also brings it current where it's got, you know, more of a, see, I'm just drawing a blank, more of a current feel as well. Yeah. With, you know, if you had a band like, just even one of these bands we love, like Blackstone Cherry, it's, you know, a little bit of that feel thrown into like a really heavy band and the guitarist was off, you know, off the charts. And these guys, you know, have the look and everything. They mm. look like they could make this thing into something. So looking forward to more from them. And they had their own lip balm. No, that was escape control. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, guys. I'm yeah. an idiot. So we need, that's a good thing. I but that's about a good that. fucking idea. We need Thunder Underground lip balm. Why not? Right. I'm going to make Thunder Underground pomade. Even right. though I'm a Dapper Dan man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want thop, goddammit. Right. <laughs> or should we start like the Dollar Beard Club, but with Thunder Underground yeah. <laughs> branded, branded stuff? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> We've got the beards for it. Yeah. You know? So if you just get like the, the beard balm or oil and put our logo on the side of it. Exactly. It's happening. We're going to do it. Right. To, uh, you know, like Mel Gibson said in Spaceballs, merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Mel Brooks. Did I say Mel Gibson? <laughs> yeah. God, I need to stop talking forever. No. You're going to just handle the rest of this. I'm going to shut up. Nah. Well, <laughs> switch back, finish the night. Another great band we've seen a few times now. That This is just one of those bands that just floors me how well put together and sound they are. And it's yeah. like you watch them on stage and like Curtis as a front man is up there just like controlling that stage and having it look like they're playing to 18,000 people, you know? Yeah. And, and him as a front man in general, it's like what you expect to see, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like if you remember in the old wrestling or even new games, you know, like wrestling or fighting games where you could create your own character. <laughs> if you created your own like rock star character, it would be Curtis. Yes. From that's Switchback. Awesome. <laughs> that's I, I, I love that analogy and I'm pretty sure he's going to love it too. Right. And another thing, you know, Jet kicking ass back there and Travis pointed out that I heard him say something about how you just sounded so, I think he used the word liquid, mm-hmm. if that makes sense as drumming, yeah, you know, yeah. and, you know, and he played Travis's drum set as well. Oh, okay. And uh, that's another thing I always thought, you know, when you see, we've talked about that with guys when they do flying gigs or something mm-hmm. like this, where you're playing on someone else's kid. I just always assumed as a drummer that that would be tricky because you continuously practice on your own set your stuff and you got to get on someone else's setup yeah 
and pull the same thing off. So that always impresses but, me. Know, the, the good ones can pull it off. So, yeah. you know, no matter what, you know, but, you, you give, give Neil Peart, um, a fucking Phil Collins drum set. I'm pretty sure he can make that sound good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they've also got two new guitarists and it's given them kind of more of a groove yeah. than before. And, you know, they weren't, not that they weren't, didn't have that before, but it was just kind of like more of that technical aspect that Richard had. Yeah. And these two new guys just bring it more of kind of like that groove stomp feel. And, you know, it's kind of a more of a party type vibe, I guess, if that makes sense. But, you know, and their album that came out earlier sure kicks ass and looking forward to seeing these guys yet again hell yeah definitely so look up switch back follow them all right we got to get into this interview because it's pretty long yes yes porch talk with chris and laura uh they're from tulsa and you know they kind of interview bands and uh you know they 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 really help out a lot of bands and uh you know we're glad to have them on finally yeah they're actually a, a video show yes Unlike us, which is what we're trying to get to, but Jason keeps stopping that from happening. No, the, I, uh, you don't want to see me on video. No one does. I don't want to. Okay. You, you, so, I didn't know. You want to do this on video, really? No, I was just... Thank God. That's spot. what I was about to say. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you can. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll hold the camera. Right. Okay, there we go. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like I mentioned, Porch Talk with Chris and Laura is on Facebook. Follow them so you get notified when they got new videos up. They actually do stuff more frequent than us. I mean, it's, you know, we yeah. we average one a week and every once in a while two a week, but they seem to always have at least two a week. And they're moving right along. I know, what, he said three seasons worth of 24 episodes, so that's 72 episodes. Yeah. So they're already halfway to what we are. Yeah, yeah, we're lazy fucks. <laughs> no. But, yeah, and speaking of, they also made the the ballot like we did for the We Are Tulsa Music Awards. That's right. For the best source for music in Tulsa. So here you are. Thunder Underground and Porch Talk, half of the finalists on that category. That's so right. Vote for one of those when that happens. Yeah, right? you can't go wrong. Us or them, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Yeah. Well, we ready to get into this? Yes. Roll it. Let's do it. Here's Chris and Laura. Garrett Heck and Roger and Mike from Dixie Rec played, and then Travis and I played, and then the Peeps. It was at Elwoods, that outdoor stage. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was so, real cool. Yeah, it was, it was nighttime and outdoors. And Twinkle was a, lights were on. It was a really beautiful <laughs> night, too. It's kind of cool. It was very fitting. So. so was it a surprise to you? No. You knew it was coming, huh? I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that you know, twenty five dollars on eBay sending back big time. So I know. Hey, whatever, it's all good. That, <laughs> so that's how, that's how you know he loves you. I know, that's right? right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's with the big box. <laughs> the big box <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> 
big case of beer I could have bought, man. Damn it. <laughs> I just tie a ribbon. You did without, and I appreciate Tie a ribbon it. around okay. your finger. <laughs> then just talk about how how this got started, the idea to do this, you know, where that came from. and Port stock not getting married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah port stock, exactly, yeah. Well, the good marriage part would involve a little more detail than what we're probably going to right now at this point. But no, uh, we we didn't used to smoke inside the house mm-hmm. when uh, I was from Blindside Twenty Twenty. Mm-hmm. Everybody lived here, so we all smoked out on the porch. And we went out there. Most of our, our all of our really early videos that we did. There's no decoration. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just bare wood because mm-hmm. the guy never finished the porch that, you know, he used to own the house. And after the van left, um, we kind of got the idea of just start turning the camera on ourselves. And Well, on you. Well, it was on me because mm-hmm. it was always early in the morning. And she didn't have any makeup on. And, and angry hair. You know, yeah. And her hair's like out to here. You know, it's just like, no, I'm not getting on camera. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So some of the episodes, I'm in my house coat, mm-hmm. you know, drinking coffee. It wasn't beer because now it's all beer. You know, we're yeah, always drinking always our four-star now. <laughs> but we used Why to not? do them really early. I mean, we'd be up at like 7 o'clock in the morning. The only it. reason we switched to beer is because like, you know, when you're not working and you're hanging out on the porch <laughs> and it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Fuck you do yeah, what else are you going to do? Yeah. We're going to drink. Hey, I started at 10 this morning. I'm not going to lie. Okay? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. So I had this motherfucker drive. <laughs> That's right. So we we did like two two or three episodes. It was just us. And then we went to a lot of fest. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of people out there. I mean, it was basically all of not in public. And they're crazy asses. And then a bunch of other people over this way and I was filming everybody talking because it was basically solo Joe mm-hmm. talking about how to properly insert a dildo in your you know and he's standing in, in like record. right in front of my face. I'm like really okay step All right. okay. It was absolutely hilarious. It was funny. Because the way you know he he's just so the way animated. he talks the way he is and he's yeah he's overly animated. And I was filming him so he knew he was on film so he's being just dramatic. And it was Anyway, all of us were already drunk. You know, we've been playing all day and we, you know. And they have a porch there. You know, it's a a patio. And I turned the camera to myself. I said, well, that's Porch Talk with Chris and Lauren. And that was the first time that we actually come up with the name, Mm -hmm. you know, for that. And since then, uh, we we kind of started out talking about movies and music and all kinds of different crap. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it really turned into a... Um, especially when Roger, one episode I said, uh, unofficially sponsored by the drum shop because I had a drum shop bag mm-hmm. hanging right next to my head. Because we love Roger so much. And Roger called up and he was like, no, 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 we got to, you got to make that real. Yeah. I'm going to sponsor you guys. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point we were like, okay, if someone's actually going to sponsor us, then we, there's, we're reaching more people than what we really think. We're just being funny. But mm-hmm. now it's, you know. Although most of our episodes are nothing but laughter and just craziness, yeah. you know, and we're always picking stories that make us laugh and her laughter just ke- it keeps me going and, and my laughter keeps her going and we just, you know, it's stupid, but it's more serious now, you know, to where we're really trying to promote bands, 
especially new bands yeah. that want to get out there. You know, and we got people contacting us from New York now, out of nowhere. Like, hey, we're going to be in Oklahoma next August, and we'd like an interview with you. <laughs> okay, just call us up. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 okay. we're not that formal. <laughs> it's okay. Just, just you know, we don't have to go to the studio or nothing, man. This yeah. is on my phone. It's all good. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's where it started and where it, you know where it came from. Oh, so it was. We didn't really realize the importance of it, you know, and there have been a lot of people that have tried, especially when we first started, a lot of people are like, man, you guys are freaking funny. <laughs> like, yeah, we know because we laugh at ourselves. I mean, we yeah. watch it. We're like, damn, we're funny, man. You know, yeah. especially with her being, off, her being off camera at first and just the constant interjections. That's why the the recent goings on around the Tulsa towns that I did just by myself and she was in the kitchen cooking. That was all staged, you know, but that's how it used to be. Yeah. Just her throwing shit in there and she wouldn't stop talking. Yeah. You know, just constantly yeah. interrupting. Well, he you wrote know. that episode. He wrote out a script for me and I'm in there going, you're not going to write a script out for me, dude. No, I'm going <laughs> to no, say no, what no. I want to say. So I, I can see it on his face. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you can't. This is frustration. It's like, well, it, it, I think that kind of took us into your next question, right? Was, oh, no, I was going to say, you know, I watched all those first episodes and I thought this is a really cool concept you know you guys are just talking about anything you want yeah and you're talking here off screen I'm like at some point either it's just going to be an ongoing thing or at some point she's going to have to show up on screen so what happened I don't remember what episode it was but all of a sudden there you it guys, was the Schwab Awards you guys were sitting there together like, yeah we decided okay. to well actually Joe Cooley we did we did two sets we were coming up on two sets of 24 episodes or mm -hmm. 24 you know us filming ourselves I guess mm -hmm. some of the episodes were interviews and some of them weren't but at that point we did the Schwab Awards and that went over real well, real well. and right before that uh, Chuck Cooley we were at one of his shows and he was like man Laura's gotta get, Laura's gotta get on camera I'm like dude I don't want to I was like, really? just do it I was like, yeah you gotta get it done man because it's you know that 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 stick can't last that long. Right. It's not you gotta get her on camera. And when she finally did get on camera, that was the Schwab Wars was the last episode of season two. So she's been on now for an entire season mm -hmm. by yourself now that we're mm -hmm. actually done with season three. Yeah. Which is kinda cool. Yeah. So it was actually that many episodes that you weren't on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize yeah. it was that many. Four, yeah. four, four but, but the okay. episodes back then were really short. Yeah. Like, everything like, was 20 yes. minutes. Right. And the know. interviews were... Because you didn't start 15, the interviews until... We didn't start... You showed up on screen. Were you doing them before? The first we did a couple interview we did was Alter Blood. Yeah. Oh, that's right. At the... And it was dark. They, at Billy could, No, they no, were actually on the porch. Okay, I thought you did that at the venue then. No, and... Um, but and those interviews. The next one was Doug Gulick. Yeah. And that was on the porch and it was dark. You couldn't see anything. And I wasn't yeah. in that one a lot. Maybe that's why I thought it was in it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because <laughs> it's, it's so dark. But, you know, then I learned the concept of a flash. Right. <laughs> oh, that's how it works. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, the flash doesn't work when you're in selfie mode. Oh, right. got it. Okay. <laughs> Not going to turn it around. So, yeah, things changed. <laughs> well, yeah, then we started separating interviews. Yeah. Then the interviews became. It was separate from, you know, our episodes. Yeah. And we didn't start counting the interviews towards episode. We, I mean, at 24 episodes a season, we'd be like five or six, bro. Right. Yeah. We've had like 40 interviews already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And we've had so much fun. We have. It's crazy. So how, how, how do you guys prepare for an interview? 
Like if you know, you know, the span's coming or the span's I go coming. take a shower and fix my hair and put makeup on. That's what I do. <laughs> you know what? That's not what I was looking for. But <laughs> no, usually, I, usually people will contact me or I will get in touch with people we want to interview. Uh-huh. And so I'll do that part of it. But then we sit down and listen to the music and talk about it and see a show if we can beforehand. And, yeah. And then, but the interview's really kind of just... It's a- it's pretty much a formal, actually, out on the porch. We wrote it on the wall. It's written on the wall. But only yeah, a few questions. Format. It's like, you always, we always want to start out with the current show mm-hmm. that the band has coming up. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't have a show, then, you know. Like what they're doing, what they're promoting. What you're working on, yeah. stuff like that. And then we go back into history and then lead back up to current. And then, you know, it's pretty much a standard format, but anymore it's a free-for-all, bro. I mean, you're over here Fist of Rage, come on. Yeah, well, that, no, was, that was I a just, nightmare. I, I, you know, I was, just, I was, was wondering great. because it's like you know, it's like how we how we do it is you know if we know okay we're gonna have this person on, he makes kind of an outline, sends it to me, and if I have anything to add, I'll add to it back and forth. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes like I'll just be honest lately, especially lately for some reason, I don't know if it's goddamn brain cells have killed over the, over my <laughs> fucking you know forty one years. <laughs> But it could be something I'm really excited about. It could be a you know a national band or a local band or anything. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. Right. You know, and so it's just like I'm sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And well, so it's, it's hard because you, <clears throat> I've listened to interviews like podcasts. Yeah. Where I mean, the whoever they're talking to will mention that we do too many interviews where. Guys will ask the same damn questions over yes. and over. Right. And he's so, like, yeah, and you, so we can tell sometimes when we're talking to someone like a national band, they get, right. they're just kind of stiff and they're probably going through the motions. Yeah. But after five or six minutes, they'll kind of open up a little. They, they relax a lot. Yeah, because well, they realize, well, these guys are assholes, I guess. And, and that's, <laughs> that's the other thing. Just like what you said is I don't want to ask the fucking questions that they're the always going to get asked. Right. So it's just like, ah, damn. So where'd you grow up? I mean, now I do want to, you know, I do always insert the question, where'd where'd you get, you know, where'd the music come from? Yeah. What'd you start doing? When did you start playing? Well, yeah, there's there's a a couple of those that they're common questions, but you always want to know, like, what'd you listen to? What do you like? Right, right. Because I always want to know that no matter what. Well, and one thing we do too that helps is we try to sit down at the table before we start and... Just say, hey, is there anything you want to talk about or don't want to talk about? And we just kind of shoot the shit for a little bit and kind of feel it out. And Because each band takes on its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we ask the standard things, but it just takes a life of its own, I think. And we and we know so many of the people personally, yeah. you know, yeah. just from playing and stuff like that. But we don't know them personally. Yeah. You know, right. we haven't, yeah. I mean, this is our home. You're coming in our house, so. Sit down and hang out for a minute. Yeah. Let's just, you know. Let's have a beer and talk <laughs> yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's, you want a beer, you know? Oh, you're under eight. No, you can't, can't drink. You and, know? and a lot of times. You can drink now, but not yeah. on camera. Right. You know? <laughs> We've had that happen yeah. a couple of times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, uh, um. You said Alter Blood was the first interview. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was actually. Like, what, what was it that made you decide they wanted to start? They never people? left our home. They were always here. Yeah, they they used, were practicing. They used to use the house for, for practice. Okay. So and and we consistency. And, and because we met them too at Halata Fest, it just kind of mm-hmm. seemed appropriate that you know they would be it. But yeah, they blew us away at Halata Fest. We were like, "Wow, you guys yeah. don't even have bass player, and you're doing that. That's mm-hmm. awesome." 
and we got to know him. And then, I mean, I eventually the set that Corey's playing with right now is my my old set. Yeah. From from Blindside, you know, I don't need that future set. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now I use, I just got two toms, by the way, for the thieves, so now it's no longer just a snare and a bass and a hi-hat and a crash. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. I got two more toms now. It's great. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they came over a bunch, but, so they were always here, and we kind of tested it out. Yeah. Really. It was like, do you guys want an interview? You know, because you... You just played Halata Fest, and then they got another big show coming up. They won up. the Battle of the Bands, and then they had the... Yeah. They opened for somebody. I, mean, like I here, don't remember, but turn the camera on, start asking yeah. questions, and from there I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Was it something you guys have been thinking about prior to that? Like, we need to start interviewing people. Well, or did it just come yeah, back? Because well, we always it, have. I mean, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to? Right. Yeah. I mean, you well, guys do what you do because that, it's cool. Yeah. You know, the one that I mean, really yeah, solidified that, yeah. it for me is when Andy and Ira and Doug were all here, and I'm like, you know, yeah, they're not all in a band together. But I want to know more about our musicians in town. That's that's when it actually got really cool. Yeah, because Andy, we moved it Andy came over in, in character in one of his in one mm-hmm. of his characters. Ira was here and Doug, and then us. And I called it the cluster interview. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was like it was an hour and a half of nothing but just laughing. I mean, that's yeah. all we did was it's laugh awesome. the whole time. Yeah, it was. Oh, fun. and Tiffany was here too. Yeah, she Tiff was on was the here. on the other side mm-hmm. of the couch. You, you can't help but laugh when this guy's involved. I know, right? I love him. Well, he, it was so funny because for that interview, I <laughs> I had only met him like once or twice at a show, so it wasn't like I knew him at all. And I'm outside with the dog, and he pulls up, and he's like, uh, I need to go get beer. Where's the store? And I'm like, well, we've got beer here. And he's like, no, I'll get my own. And I'm like, what's up with this guy? What I didn't know is that, what I didn't know is that he was he, being fucking polite. No, no, no he no, was no. changing into his costume. He didn't want me to know. Cause I begged him. I'm like, please come in costume. And Chris is like, no, he doesn't need to come in costume. I'm like, please, please. And he's, so he shows up not in costume and then off to get beer. But really he's out there putting on uh, Mike was strange. And I had the bow on the wall. Yes. Yeah. We got the bow from. Yep. It will stay there. Cause you've forever. done a concert the night before. Yep. Yeah. So. This was awesome. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's but here, by the way. Yes, he is here, right there. Right there. <laughs> hello. Hi, Andy. Yeah, Andy from Fister Rage. Hello. 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 <laughs> you, you guys obviously knew the guys in Altabug pretty well by that point. So yeah. Like, yeah. Any, like, say the first interview you did where you didn't really know the person that well, like you mentioned, was it, did it feel awkward or? Was it something you guys worked into? Or the you're first both, one you're that both I are real can, personable people, so it's probably not hard to... The first one that comes to mind, it may not be the actual first one that we didn't know him, but we <clears> were <throat> at the Shrine, and a band from St. Louis was I, there. Final Drive. And typically, oh, yeah. you know, we do... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, typically we do the interviews here. It's just more laid back. It was kind of on-the-spot thing, when, and, when and we, they were not even a toss of band, and we were yeah. like, dude, you guys rock. Well, and I have family they in Granite City, which show. is just yeah, across sure. the river, so I love all things St. Louis. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, they're from St. Louis? All right. And it was a short little interview, but it was, it was fun. Awkward, I, I didn't think it was awkward at all. The guy on the right, I, what was well, he, he the was guitar strange. player? He was he, Yeah. But they were funny. <laughs> but they, and, they, were, they were fun. Yeah, it was a good time, but that was different, because we well, didn't know them. We've had several... Interviews where people call us up and they're like, "Hey, can you can we get on the porch?" Sure. They come over in the interview, and during the process of that hour or that hour and a half, we go from, "You know, I kind of know who they are," or we're friends on Facebook to, "Man, you come over anytime." Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's yeah. it. You know, 
So there's there's really no awkwardness. I mean, yeah. there has at the beginning been sometimes, but by the end of the interview, they're like, because we're usually we're drunk. Yeah. 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 So, so that, that really adds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's... Fister Rage is a good example. We mm-hmm. we didn't know any of them. I talked to Paulette online. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. We showed up, and now all four of them mm-hmm. you know, I call friends because it's just yeah. natural and easy mm-hmm. to, to do, you know? That is crazy. And we're not saying was, that just because he's sitting there, no. but that was one of the ones where, like, after driving home, like, I fucking love those guys. Right. That was What's awesome. What's not to love? Yeah. <laughs> our, They're our, just fun. Our two hey, absolute. Grab me one, Jace, will you? Yeah, me too. Our absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. two favorite interviews so far have been that Fist of Rage with when you guys. You guys were here and Grind. And, and Grind with yeah. Dale and CJ. That interview was absolutely crazy. And we were on the porch with Dale and CJ, and I haven't stunned. laughed so hard in my life. I mean, I, they had me rolling, rolling. Dale was just funny. CJ just laughs like a schoolgirl. Yeah. I fell out of my chair at one point. Halfway through the interview, they run out of beer, and I got an entire case of hams in the in the fridge. So I break out the hams. That hams was fucking gone by the end of that interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and it wasn't like it wasn't even an hour later. No, hammered. Yeah, it was great. And the Dale turns the interview, you know, on where he's right. he's the interviewer and starts yeah. asking CJ those questions and stuff. And I just. I lost it, man. I had. That's when I did come in to get the hands. That's he did, and he exactly comes back, and I'm on the I came floor, back out and they're, and they're giggling. Just like, <laughs> Laura's like, I can't, take I can't it. do it. <laughs> it was, so it was funny. Awesome. I have to say though, too, that was the best interview I've ever seen Porch Talk do. It was. It was, it awesome. was fun, and it got a lot of views, and I think it was a lot to do with the way that it just seemed like home. You could turn it on and you didn't even have to pay attention to it. You just had to listen to it and it just had a feel like yeah. it wanted to hear it. It was funny. It was spontaneous. And well, because that's what we want. We want to hang out and talk with our friends. You, you captured know? something in that interview yeah. that, that I, I think that yeah, the, talk is... <laughs> the first statement out of CJ's mouth is, well, this really is a porch because they're looking at the broken window with the and boards like, in front of it. It looks so much bigger on camera than it really It looks so much bigger and it's, it's not so going. It's cramped, you know? You can't fit five people out there. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So that's, that's one of the reasons we had to come inside and do this. But now we've got things redesigned, which is kind of cool. And we've laid off a little bit and had just a couple of interviews released and that's it. But we're... We got the porch back up. You guys saw it. You know, uh, you know a couple a lot things of people, fell. I got to tape them back up. Because yeah. you didn't want to have to change the name to Living Room Talk. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we have had people it. come over and say, uh, why aren't we on the, on the porch? And I'm like, I'm like we can't fish out there. You it's know, 150 degrees and outside, yeah, bro. Yeah. No, I'm oh, not man, doing that. I want to be on the porch. <laughs> okay, one, I'm allergic to wasps and bees. And, and they're, they're all over. Exactly. We got meth heads. We got our Mexican Dude, cartel to doors look, down that plays our music you, and the chickens are everywhere. When you see grown men on bicycles, there's a problem. A big a problem. problem. A big problem. Okay. I love this. I love this neighborhood, I man. Do. It's crazy. It never stops. Well, we it can never play sleeps. metal at 11 o'clock at night and nobody says anything. In fact, we had a dude show up here the other day banging on the door. Michael's like, can I help you? He's like, yeah, listen to music. Can I come in? It's like, dude. I mean, he's in there getting it done, right? <laughs> And him and his project were, he was learning a song from Genesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care anymore. Do, do, 
doing so. He yeah. was beating the hell you out of the drums. You know how he does. Mm-hmm. So this dude walking by outside was like, bro, that's the beat I'm talking about right there. Can I come in for a minute? <laughs> and he was a brother Mike was like, sure. He was like, man, I got this. And he, the guy started freestyling. And was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then he offers it, you know, offers me crack. <laughs> Michael's like, Jeez. dude, pulls out a crack pipe. I'm like, here. bro. <laughs> no. He's like, man, I need a microphone stand. I'm like, I got a really shitty one that I bought for a dollar. You could, you know, you could trade me something for it. So he traded me a microphone that I can plug in the computer, which is cool. I can do voiceovers. Now I'm porch dog. I was like, badass, bro. Thank you. Have a good day. But no to the crack. crack. No to the crack. <laughs> <laughs> that's like... I wish you had the, the camera on for that. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I wish I did, too. But I was kind of stunned. I was just sitting here. You weren't here. And I was I like, oh, oh, my God. You know, but it's nevertheless, it's it's the neighborhood we live in. It it's is. beautiful. It beautiful. is. We do. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> so who, what bands around here have not been on Porch Talk that you guys really want to get on Porch Talk? Man, there's... Well, Skytown. Okay, I want Skytown. Mm-hmm. That, that's real bad. Here. That's one that's eluded yeah. us too. Here, here. Yeah. Really want to talk to those guys. Well, there what you know, fifteen people in that band. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Didn't they go on tour Christ. with Mufford and Sons and like pick up five of the band members? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, man. They're, they're one of the they're one of the best Americana You're bands. Going to hell for that. I know, I know, <laughs> and they're gonna love it too. They're gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> no, we'll see them at a Christmas party pretty soon. And be like, "Dude, really? Come on now." Yeah. No, they're they're one of the best Americana bands because that's what you know, the Peeps and you know, our good friends Lance, Caleb, you know, and the Plums. That Americana sound that's we're that's right down our alley. Yeah. You know, as far as what we want to play and. What I like writing in and stuff like that. When I do perform, sure. I can do metal, sure. I can do this, I can do that. Latin jazz, bud. I got it. You know, it's okay. Take me a little bit to get whatever you want down. I'm old. <laughs> I hurt. <laughs> but that's right down our alley. Yeah. I don't know. Who else? We have, uh, we have an interview coming up with some of the gypsy poets. From the con, so Gypsy it's not music, house. but okay, spoken you know, the, word, the spoken word them. guys, John Paul Ratliff and and Alec Hill from Carlton Heston, and mm-hmm. was it what else? He, he plays for the Mules too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a bunch of those guys that we want to get on, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really have to do with music, but it's we're still supporting. They're the all musicians. Scene. Yeah, they yeah. are. But it's a different it's a different form of their art. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, son. <laughs> well, and you know, there's always now, this isn't a local guy, but forever, it's like my life. It's like my life goal to interview Sammy Hagar. So that that will happen someday. Yes, I've got to. I've got to interview the Red Rocker. I will do it. Well, you know, talk about and like I like I said earlier, this is a common question or kind of a maybe a boring one but you know who do you like what are your influences what made you want to play drums what you know what's your favorite band I mean just kind of kind of you know she's got a really wide variety I, I, I love hearing these I love hearing these answers I always well I mean we've talked a lot about it in the different interviews with different bands they turn it and ask us yeah. and we'll answer but the spectrum is like yeah it's hard to 
you know. You know, there was always, there weren't musicians in my house as a kid, but my dad and mom both loved music so much. It was everywhere. And so I had a real wide base of stuff. There was a lot of Doobie Brothers and Janice Ian and kind of weird stuff like that, the band, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then by the time I am in junior high, I'm all into the hair hair bands, the metal mm-hmm. and, and all that crazy stuff. I was such a child of the 80s, just all that big grunge fan, big punk fan. But then I like stuff like The Cure and, and yeah. um, you know, that poppy stuff we're hearing now and retro stuff. So I like a lot of stuff. I really do a lot, but it always comes back to Sammy Hagar. And you don't yes. play any instruments besides air guitar. No, and sing horribly. And you you sing, sing horribly. Actually, that's one of my that's one of the greatest joys of my entire life. Plays the radio. I do play the radio. <laughs> I, do. I play the radio real good. Michael Hanson chiming in. I like it. My role Honey is behind man. the scenes. I'm the mom of the drummer or the woman that's of the drummer. That's great. Well, I, I don't know. The mother of daughters. Yep. The mother of invention. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I didn't start playing an instrument until... <laughs> It was three months before my 18th birthday. Wow. I was at a Boy Scout meeting, and I'd finally been elected senior patrol leader after 11 years in scouting. First Tiger Cub program of Broken Arrow all the way up, right? <laughs> Eagle Scout right there. See, I got some life. I had two merit badges left, and we were playing dodgeball that night. I had now been elected to every single office, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. about to get every, It was like, oh, and then I turned on a dodgeball game and snap and my kneecap separated from both tendons and floated around the back of my calf and they couldn't get me into surgery for a week. I had to learn to walk again and all kinds of stuff. It was horrible, dude. So this is like my senior year and I was, that was, that was it. No military. They were like, yeah, bro. You're 32% body fat and your knees are all screwed up. You're not getting in. I'm like, fuck you, man. Really? That's all I wanted to do forever, you know? I scored 100 on my ass, bab. Come on. I'm smart enough to be in there. Wow. Can I just not do something to set on my ass, you know? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. No. You won't make it out of boot camp. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, my stepdad was a drummer in a country band back in the 70s in Duncan, Oklahoma. So he had a pair of, he had a set of drums, and he set them up left-handed so that my left leg was the bass drum. And by the time I could finally start to walk and, and do that pretty well, then we switched the kit right-handed, and then I started learning to play. Then I went to college and forgot. I didn't pick drums up again until 10 years ago. And that was it. Played guitar every now and then. I think my stepdad taught me the chords to lionize. It was like, what, five chords? And that was it. That's all I knew. So for years, I just would do that. But that's where all the minor variations and all the stuff that people are like, oh, that's a... G add nine. Well, I don't give a shit, man. It's just this. That's what it is. And it sounds awesome. And they're like, yeah, you know, so they're just, it's okay. But songwriting and all that stuff, that didn't even come around till five years ago. So, but since then, it's been a pace pretty furious, you know, yeah. trying to, trying to learn bass, trying to learn better guitar, trying to be a better drummer, learn more styles, you know, drumming and, the band that I used to be in before, the other band, geez, that's all we did was play everything. 
Latin, rumba, Cuban, jazz, blues, you know, and then I started sneaking songs in and writing. They were like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's play that. So it was fun. And here I am now, you know. So that's what happened. Do you devote a little bit of time still to all the instruments, or are you basically playing guitar and bass right now? Are you still. It just, it literally depends on what It depends I'm doing. on who shows up for the oh, gigs. Who shows, yeah. If Beardo shows up, <laughs> they're both playing drums. Every once in a while he'll play guitar, but he's kind of been doing just drums with peeps. I, yeah, I started out playing guitar and singing. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I, yeah, I remember watching mm-hmm. a video and you were mm-hmm. playing guitar, so I right. just thought that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And I was cool with that. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was great. It was rhythm guitar. It's real easy. I don't have to, you know, some of the, you know, half the songs that I've been able to collaborate with everyone else, you know, I'm putting down pretty bass chords and you got Rick. Just glorious hair just down. goes yeah. right over the top of it. Well, Steve missed a couple of practices and I think one show. And I was like, man, I can't. I don't know if Steve's going to be there. <laughs> I was just like. We don't know if, if I'm he's there. I'm there. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm like, we okay, love you, buddy. Beardo, if you're listening. I know. We love you. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and play the drums on a full time basis and we'll move him to percussion. Mm-hmm. And then we added Clinton on rhythm, mm-hmm. made it five from a, to a six piece, and it actually sounds better. It like does, it. it does. And now Beardo's showing up all the time because he just loves it, and he shows up to shows with a drum set. And I've already got a drum set, mm-hmm. and so now we're doing two drums, right? Sets. And he just wants to do it all, and it's it's weird. I, now I'm completely out of my comfort zone again as a drummer, mm-hmm. where it's just me and I'm back there grooving because I wrote half the songs anyway. Yeah, I got that. I know what I'm talking about. You know, I know where this break is. That now he's a hundred miles an hour, and I'm like having to learn to play underneath him, play over the top of him, and when he slows down, and it's kind of cool, man. It actually sounds pretty good, and we dig it. Mm-hmm. So, but no, it's it's everything. There's no specific time devoted to anything at all. Yeah, it's 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 a whole gamut. Mm-hmm. You know, on Monday nights I'm playing bass, sometimes guitar. On Wednesday I'm playing drums. On Thursdays I get to be a participant and listen to Onions Band do what they're doing, David Bowie mel- melodies and stuff like that. And I'm just yeah, just in a group. <laughs> you're getting it you done. Know? So yeah, it just depends whatever night of the week it is mm-hmm. or who shows up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what's the plan with the peeps? Are you guys recording or anything? Or? We, we want to. We definitely want to. I think the the quality of what we've put together so far is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot more to come. We've got so many stuff. There's so many songs and tracks that we've just recorded. You know, after after we play the show on the 9th at the Vanguard for the Winterfest thing, I think we're probably going to scale back just a little bit and get some more written mm-hmm. and uh, also find the time to record. Yeah. And I think it's pertinent that we do that. That's yeah. good stuff, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We like it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this project you've got with Andy. We can't. If you can't. You can't? Okay. I'll cut that part out. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> you can't. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, my band knows and his band knows, so, you know, it's okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I got something <laughs> to, to bring up the awkward silence. I'm sorry we couldn't get the holes in hipster thing going. Oh yeah, that sucks. But I'll I'll give you a chance. You can ask me anything, <laughs> and I'll, you could get Eric Reese over here. And, and I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you 
my my truth, you know, my version, like the Sammy Hagar version, where he just <laughs> the Sammy Hagar version. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now listen, Jace, we're gonna problem. No, no, don't you remember that where he he did his book I and do. then he was like, oh, I shouldn't have said all that. But then I read his book, and I'm like, he didn't really say anything he super really sensational. Didn't. No. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. The Van Halen about. boys are the I troublemakers. Was just, I was just joking around, but right. yeah, anyways. so You guys were good. Zen Hipster was great. I mean, you guys really were, you had a great sound. Eric Reese is, is an amazing lead guitarist yeah. and songwriter. I mean, why, what did Baker happen? Baker can I mean, bang the drums. It's just family, and uh, didn't you have one band member that moved off? No, no they all live here. Yeah, we... Well, or we had one what, what was uh, it? A band member that left, or we—I don't know. However, you want to say it, but he—he he went off and did other. You know, he didn't. We got another bass player, but when you know when we did the thing a few years ago, <coughs> we got our original bass player back because that was the core of yeah. you know. Okay. But I mean, I just think that. But you actually left before the band ended. Yes, I left because. It got to the point where that was a time in original in the original music scene where it was just it sucked. It absolutely sucked. It, it was sucked. just bad back then. It was like if you, that's when it all closed up. If yeah. you didn't, yeah. if you didn't have a DJ or a rapper yeah. in your band, you were bullshit. Right. Unless you were a cover band. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't. So I didn't want to have a fucking rapper in the band because, but you know, then you know we tried to do covers, but you know, for me. You know, when I'm doing, I, I don't want to do pink covers and shit. No. I'm out. And nothing against those guys. It's just, that's why I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I'm also, I, you know, we talked about this with uh, Scott and Jana the other day on their Rocket Science podcast that's coming out. I'm a, I'm a very, you know, I get home from work. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I'm a routine guy. I mm-hmm. don't. You know, I'm repetition of, is my friend. Yes, I'm boring. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to commit to stuff. You yeah. know, it's like so. It was just like I, I, and, and then on top of that, I didn't want to do fucking. I didn't want to do all these. You know, I didn't want to do Jussie's girl and let's get this party started. So, well, and the thing and, is, and see, and the thing is, is I know that's funny, and <laughs> I don't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> And it, because that's that's no that's I, I don't begrudge anyone for wanting to do that, yeah. but it's just not what I wanted to do. So that's why I left initially. Well, so, this is a topic, but that we've the thing is, before. the thing is, is but there also has to be said. I think that um for that you know for the whole Zen hipster thing is that I have to say is I didn't put in the work I should have. I wanted this, 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 and this. Yeah. But well, I sure didn't fucking work for it. I looked at Josh like, "Hey, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this?" Which I shouldn't have. I should have went out and did it myself. Yeah. Or I should have helped him, or whatever. Well, you guys were so young. I mean, you were in the studio with us when you were nineteen. Well, 20? when they were, I was a, me and Eric were a little older. Not older, much right? though. Twenty was still pretty young, yeah, you know. But and I mean, you know, and and, and uh, so. And it was it was wrong. And you know, Josh, as we all know, is you know he's a go getter and he does anything he wants, and he, and he puts in the work. He does. And he I does. took advantage of that. And I, you know, I'm I'm a shy guy. I'm not a 
you know, I, I'm not a go-getter, and, and I kind of lean on him too much, and I shouldn't yeah. have. I should have helped him out, or I should have done I mean, he he was the he was the driving force behind it. And it, yeah, it definitely. He was the and, taskmaster. And, and, it, and, and it just, it showed me, and it just shows anyone what it takes to do a fucking band like that, you yeah. know? And especially in the turn of the century. Yep. It was really hard. It was really hard. Especially if you didn't have a fucking DJ in your band. So Well, and the music that you guys were doing, your original music, was so great. And I didn't want to see you all do the cover crap either because you were too good to do that. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that there's not, but it's just you were you were doing really good work and I believed in it. Well, I appreciate it, and I, I loved it. And I know, and, and I you were you were the I, best guy in our studio ever, Jace. I, I, you I always know were. I wasn't. Yeah, you were. I the, the you shit, showed up. You ate. No, she said you drank, shit, and you played your music. The and you shit, got it she said you were like two take master because the shit was so easy for me. <laughs> I never did any though. leads or anything. Okay, yeah. I was I was the Straight fucking rhythm, rhythm guy. I yeah, was okay. I was your Scott Ian all day long. <laughs> but the thing is, like I'll be I'm looking cool, baby. I'm looking cool. The thing is, it, is, is it was just, you know, I, I you know, I, I lost my train of thought now. But, I mean, it, it was, uh, I haven't been in a band since, and I don't really want to be in one. I, I I look back now, and I you see what bands go through now, and yeah. all the shit they got to do, and I'm like, fuck that. It's too much work. I'm good. I'm good yeah. doing this. <laughs> You know, when you guys and, have all kind of done that, you're all doing your own things. You know, Eric mm-hmm. Bass is just busy with family and doing his stuff, and Baker's got, you know, his chef stuff he's doing, which yeah, we're absolutely. so proud of him. And I don't even know what's happened to Reese. I hardly ever see him, but he'll probably always stay in music somehow. You know, we'll have a conversation. Later okay, on that one. all right, let's do. <laughs> but nah, if you're listening, boys, I'll let you all miss you. Uh, to me, th- this is perfect for yeah for me, mm-hmm. um, and I and I've said this a million times, <laughs> and I'll say this on record is I think that you know I, I, I love I love being a fan. I think that there's a lot of stock into being a fan. Amen. And I think that more needs to be put into being fans. So. What are you? Well, we're, de- we're definitely oh family. Really? We're, well, okay, so what we're, having, blame him? what we're having to deal with right oh, now is that, that Andy took a video Good of boy. Kitty licking his balls, Good like, boy. like emotionally licking <laughs> his balls. <laughs> I, think, I think it needs to be posted on Facebook, bro. I mean, it's great. There's going to be dudes that are going to watch that and be like, yeah. yeah. I'd do that all day long. That's right. If I could, I'd, I'd quit my goddamn job. <laughs> File for disability and shit. Be like, I can't get out the house, bro. I just can't. Oh gosh. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the the SNL where where Will Ferrell discovers he can do it, you know, and he's like putting his head into his. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I've tried to do this my whole life. Leave me alone and just let me do it. It's like, well, hell yeah. Can you blame him? Cheers. More power to you. What was it? Uh, No, the lead singer in ministry. Is it Rob Jorgensen? Al Jorgensen. Al Jorgensen? Yeah. Claims that he can give himself 
That's I always liked the, the Tool album. If you took out the plastic thing that holds a CD, there was like a picture of a cow licking his own twat. <laughs> what? His own twat? Yeah. Her own twat? Her own twat. You just stumped me there. Fuck me. You stumped me there. His own twat. Well, <laughs> these are dark you know, times, it was, folks. It was Tool, so it could have been that. <laughs> cow Tool. Jesus Christ. Well, so you've, like you talked about, you've been around music for a long time. You know, studio time, your mm-hmm. son, mm-hmm. now Chris, porch talk, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite part about being a part of this, besides outside of porch talk, just being here listening to them jam, that kind of thing? That is definitely up there, because I, I want music in the house all the time. In fact, when there's not music, there's music, you know what I mean? It's always there. But I think besides that, it's... It's just meeting so many different people. I mean, I've always been fascinated by musicians. I always have. Maybe it's because I have no talent, and I just respect that and love it and wish I could be like that. But, um, You're but a it, good writer. But it makes me happy, you know? And, and I, like, I like knowing what, what drives people to write the music they do and the stories behind it. And that's, it's me. I think it's really just meeting the people. I just love the music, period. She's read stuff that I've wrote. She'd be like, "What does this mean?" Like, I who is that about? I wrote it. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Is that about somebody like, I don't want to talk about? What girl were you writing about? I said, it's not a girl. It's my addiction. She's like, "Really? You wrote a love song to your addiction?" Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> and it's good. It is good. <laughs> you know, just stupid shit like that. So, yeah, we have a fun time. Yeah. Bounce it off each other. I need my phone so it doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's my mom. Well, where would you guys like to see this ultimately go? Just keep going like it is? Or do you want to obviously to get as big as possible, that kind of thing? I mean, I think that we've both agreed that we want to keep it as local as possible. I mean, if we get an opportunity to interview somebody really big, yeah, we take it. But it's important to us that we support local music. And that's not just Tulsa. I mean, that that's surrounding areas, but just I think that it's important to promote that. We we can already see an experience with bands from Oklahoma City, bands from Kansas, Fort Smith coming through Fort Smith, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Because the Tulsa scene is really a regional scene. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, mm-hmm. you know, sure, all of us, you know. You guys have played Fort Smith so much, it's not even funny. Yeah. You know, and vice versa, all the Fort Smith and, mm-hmm. you know, Arkansas and Springfield bands come here all the time and stuff like that. So, you know, we're kind of a collective unit as far as that goes, as far as the shows go. So, our show's got to follow wherever that goes. Yeah. And I can especially see with the new time zones winning that thing yesterday, the, the Next to Rock. Yeah. Sponsored by the cat, yeah. less than human winning the battle for cat fest over yeah. for corn. Tulsa's really Oklahoma City scene is not dead, but it's damn near dead. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of people over there trying to revive and trying to do what they, you know, they can to make it, but it's nothing like it is here. Yeah. And our our scene's kicking ass, and it, but regionally, it's not just here yeah. in town. It, yeah, so we know that we're going to grow. With, with that, mm-hmm. it yeah. was nice to see a Tulsa band win that. It was. From, oh yeah. From, uh, from for for a festival in OKC. Yeah. Like, yeah and awesome. they they 
They and open it. for corn, man. Yeah, yeah. it was exactly. a great show. Yeah. And those kids show. were so happy. I mean, those mm-hmm. kids were so happy. Yeah, we we interviewed him like what the week before, mm-hmm. and then we traveled down with him. Yeah, you know, we just Colton came by and picked us up, and we're like, "I'm driving my red ratty ass car." Mm-mm. You know, we'll go with that thing's not going to make it. He's like, "Oh, come on, yeah, we'll come with us." Yeah. They had a big trailer and had a big van full of people, so we just rode with him. And, that was fine. We got to be there, and that's one of the items that we have of their set list from that, specifically. That's cool. That's cool. The fake blood all over it and shit. <laughs> so it was great. But it, it's it's cool to see, not only, you know, Less Than Human, but Fist of Rage was represented there mm-hmm. in the entire, mm-hmm. you know, the, the two-day part of it. And Pulses continuously getting represented. Fist was in Kansas City the other night. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys go all over the place. Yeah. All these other regional bands, like Custom Black and stuff, are always, you know... Making a point to come here, and why, why, why do they want to come here? Because there's something going on. Because you know? people and that's love what music kind of what here. We want to talk with you guys about yeah. it. Because what's different now? You mentioned with you know at the at the end of Zen, it's early two thousands. The music scene was dead, dead here completely. It it is. It was then what Oklahoma City is almost now, mm-hmm. and so cutthroat. Well. I, it's cut through. All I know yeah, is the back, the back end of it is when, horrible. When I when I got out of that is I got out of it and yeah. I just done completely. I don't know anything from then to a couple years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how it went. I don't know what it was. Nothing. I'll totally admit because I was out of it. I yeah. was, you know, <clears throat> one. I was, you know, in the beginning, I was done with it all, you know, and two. Uh, for most of it, I was married and did that whole blah, 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 blah. Right. Life happened. Yeah. And so, like, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when me and him came back into it, I mean, I didn't know what I was getting into. Because all I ever, if I did know anything or I did see anything, it was kind of like indie Americana stuff. Like, Jesse right. Acock and mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Pitsley and, yeah. you know, because that's... You know, I'd, I'd go hang out with Josh every now and then. That's right. what he was into, right? Yeah. But when when me and Trent really wanted to do this and, and take a stab at it, we didn't know, or I didn't know anything. I literally, this is what I did. I literally Googled Tulsa Metal. That's all I did. <laughs> um, it's fucking, it well, sounds you gotta fucking start stupid. No, because yeah. you got to think, it's like, I could have just went on Facebook, or I just could have... But just the, you know, my, you know, my basic, you know, stripped down, yeah. dumbass self just went tall to a middle and driver was the first thing that came up. Right. And so we, we saw that and, oh, well, they're playing a show at the shrine with, uh, fuck, who was it? Severmind and Shiner from Wichita. And Shiner, which is the guy that's now in dark. And there's one other band, um, I can't remember. But anyways, and that's, that was the kickoff. That was it, huh? And then, you know, we just kind of dug deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And we're like, holy fuck. Blackwater Rebellion. That was the other that's one. Right. Oh, and we're right. like, holy fuck, there's, there's something going on here. Yeah. And I kind of thought, wow, I wish the fuck this was going on back when, right. Right. Back when Zen was happening. Cause we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have had to play fucking, you know, uh, I'm coming out, so let's get this party started. Right. <laughs> we wouldn't have had to goddamn do that shit. Exactly. So, you know, and, and so it was refreshing, and then we went yeah. in, and 
there you go, and the rest is history, and all right. So, yeah, this. I mean, I was playing in a band that I cut my chops back on the drums in church, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I was I was still married. I'm in a suit and tie, and <laughs> and I'm at church one day and they had a combined service because they had this contemporary service and then they had the mm-hmm. traditional. Well, I was the doorman, the greeter, mm-hmm. because the guy had died after 30 years, and they're like, we need another greeter, and someone kind of personable, and I'm like, I can make a smile, I can do that. Yeah. So, one day they had a combined service, and they played a Toad the Wet Sprocket song from <laughs> Deuce Linda, and it's a, it's a song about, and this is what I was talking to you about the other day, is a song about, it, the first song off Deuce Linda, which is James, the brother of Jesus his point of view about Paul. Mm-hmm. And I was like blown away. I'm like, I, that's one of my favorite bands. I never even knew that song was about that. Do you guys need a drummer? <laughs> Cause I noticed you don't have one. They're like, yeah, you know, come on up. So I'm up there in a suit and tie after church and everybody's leaving and we play the song and they're like, you know that song pretty well. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's one of my favorite <laughs> bands. I got that beat. That's cool. What else you got? So contemporary Christian music was like everything. It's it, it's every genre mixed into one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't care what your beliefs are. That's cutting your chops three times a day on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and then on Wednesday, you know, for two, three, four hours sometimes whew, for seven years. <laughs> you know, and then a guy walked up and was like, "You know, you're a pretty good drummer. You want to be in a band? Sure." I had to learn like Latin jazz and swing and stuff like right off the fly. It was quick because. The first show we ever played was at the Oklahoma Jazz Hall of Fame. It was wow. like 300 people there. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I'm not the guy cut out for this. But we, we pulled it off. And, yeah. you know, then I started singing while I was drumming. And, you know, just the process of it. So That's awesome. In that two years that you're yeah. talking about, though, something's changed. Because yeah. yeah. then it went from there to, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to produce a band. This, oh, I got to play in the band. Oh, yeah. well, they're not there anymore, but I'm still going to be in the band. And then we do porch talk. Well, Crazy. Well, what, I, what I thought was like, we got into it. Yeah. And then I looked back on, you know, it's like I went to every Rocklahoma since 07. And, when, and so we got into all this, you know, like the podcast and all this. And we had all these local bands that were Rocklahoma. And I went back and looked at all the local bands that were playing Rocklahoma while I went to Rocklahoma and was just oblivious. Fist of Rage being one of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what was it, uh, like um, Steve Ray's band at the time before Oklahoma Rays. Gen- on crack. Genocide Junkies yeah. or Genocide whatever. Junkies. Doomsday Junkies. Doomsday, Doomsday Junkies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all this stuff. I'm like, how did I fucking miss all this? Where have I fucking been? And I, I felt <laughs> yeah. so bad. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like, I have not been a good rock fan, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you can't do anything about that. So Because the both of you guys kept going to shows, right? You know, yeah. after Zen Hipster. I mean, for oh, all yeah, those we always went to oh, shows. Yeah. 13 but, years, you kept going to shows and stuff. But we, I never went to, like, local. Didn't go to a yeah. ton of... Yeah, just like local shows, local just national right. stuff. But it, it's just but like, we'd see bands open for other bands, right? And, 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 so and there's a little bit. You know, there, right. like for the first few years after Zen, I didn't want to go to any of it because right. it pissed me off. That screw it all. 
I was like, yeah. screw it all, and I was just like, I'm so gonna be a good husband now. Uh, fuck, don't get me started on that. That's a whole other podcast. We'll be here like, three in the morning. But like, you know, it was just like, uh, you know, it, um, you just you just don't you just glom over all of it, and I don't know why I did, but you know, I. In any case, we were brought back to it, and it's great. So it is great, and and it's really something that, you know, it's something that it's pretty fucking special, because I didn't see it back then, and I don't see it in Oklahoma City or anywhere else. So it's it's, it's really cool. unique, it's and, cool. and it is regional. You know, it's not yeah. just here, but we are the centerpiece of this region, mm-hmm. and there's something miraculous happening. Yeah. yeah. And there's like really good. You might not even like it, but you got to admit, man, that's some good shit. Yeah, that's coming out of where we're at. Well, and you, all kinds think, of genres too. You know, that's everyone. what I love. Yeah, do, do you think that? Do you think that it's just one of the peaks and valleys that Tulsa goes through? That any town goes through? We're at a peak, or yeah. or you know, or is this something that's going to last? Well, we're at, we're at a peak again because I, I believe we experienced a peak in what early to mid nineties. We had like what. Five, six bands that came out of here and got signed nationally quick. Oh, yeah. And then it was, there was a glut. And then it ramped back up. But then it was where you're talking about where everything was real cutthroat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those vineyard owners are not here in town anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. they are, but they're just, they don't own places where they have to pay people because they never did. Yeah. And then all that shit happened. <laughs> but, but back then, though. And then it was like a glut even longer. But now but we're even at a, with a that, big peak. Even with that peak back then. Local bands were not supporting each other. No, it was so. I'm in it to do my thing and whatever, and screw everybody else. And yeah, there's always going to be a level of that. Yeah. But now, you know, we as a unit, you're in a band. We get out and support as many people as we can because we actually just love the music and we love the people. So there's a there's more of a. Uh, camaraderie I guess a fraternity and, yeah, yeah. In, in the music scene and I and I think that that's something that we're not going to let go of because I think people have gotten a taste of that and we love it but if if people actually were paying attention the big people to this scene and see all the bands that we have across all the genres and they would start signing them left and right yeah they and would. then it would go right back to what it used to be mm-hmm. That if the Melvins are coming through town, if I open the show for them, I'm going to get signed. But the the music industry is not the same; it's changed. No. So everything's changed. I think, I think that has yeah. has added to the depth and the longevity mm-hmm. of what we're experiencing yeah. as far as this peak goes. I think so too. But it it this too shall end, you know. Yeah. And and that's for Fort Shock too. Someday, someday down the road, it's it's going to come to an end. Never. But for now, never. No, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep on doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know? It'll be yeah, like you talk like one day it'll be a fake Chris and a fake Laura doing Twitch talk like twenty five years now. Right? I like that commercial where the guy's in a conference, you know, and, and he's in there cooking kids, with his kid, kid, you know, he's and got he's his little got cardboard his picture, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're yelling <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on? Just hit play on the tape recorder and walk right. out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what's going to be. <laughs> I, I, I remember if you're talking about cutthroat. We were we did one of those things where it's like one of those battle of the bands where you you get to open the Edge birthday bash right. or whatever. And there was this fucking. <laughs> I'll just say him. I'll just say the name because I don't. You know, 
where the fuck they are or anything. But their name, this band called Blued. Blued? B-L-U-E-D. Like, you know. Okay. That was the Motley Crue thing, wasn't it? No, but no, okay. I feel like that this was later because okay. we never had any anything with Motley Crue. We never had any kind of animosity with any bands. Remember the Motley Crue thing, okay. anyways. And um, it, and they were like, you know, we were like in our twenties, like mid twenties or whatever. And these guys were like fucking kids, and they were total like rap metal, Limp Bizkit wannabes, new, new metal, new metal, new total metal, yeah. new metal, and. And we heard they were talking shit like, you know, oh, they're, that song they did, they're ripping us off. And I'm like, and we had, we had been together since like 94. Yeah. We, we practiced for years mm-hmm. before we even did one gig. Yeah. Okay. And we're like, we fucking wrote that song while you guys are probably still like 11. Yeah. Don't <laughs> eat <laughs> fucking dick. No shit. <laughs> How the fuck? And, and like, uh, and they were good friends with that Amber chick that was a DJ at Z104. Yeah. And she's the one that was like, oh, you guys suck. You're fucking ripping off Blued. And we're like, who are you? Who the fuck? That's when you called Julie Blue and Camo D and get it done. Uh-uh. That was just like, oh, this is the shit we gotta deal with. It's like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna fucking. Thing. Go home. And Don't get me wrong. That shit's still so this year. I can watch Seinfeld and the stuff. listen kidding. to my fucking Metallica tapes. <laughs> right. Like you know, and sometimes it's hard to turn it off. Yeah. Because you've got so many people. I mean, we've got, my God, 30, 35 people to come to our house a week. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't include people with porch talk. Mm-hmm. That's wow. just three different bands practicing mm-hmm. on three different yeah. nights. Yeah. So... You got all those people coming through, and they're constantly here, and you hear things, and man, sometimes you just want to hit mute. Mm-hmm. I, I, I bet I'm done. Step I out bet. for a minute, yeah, because it's crazy. Because it, there's a lot more to it than what you you, you never you've even gotta, you've This guy doesn't like this guy. You've got to hit mute, just yeah. Like you said, yeah, and we laugh a lot of it off. Yeah, we really we do. do. I think that's why we find all of our little stories that we find so amusing because. <laughs> You know, it's the crazy shit. <laughs> and I think the hardtimes.net is probably the one, the one website that I go to the, the most. Yeah. What is that? You laughed. I don't know what that is. That's that one. Like it's an like onion a, for metal. It's like a fake, yeah, what? it's like a fake news website. Like onion it's like an metal? onion website for metal. How the fuck do I not know about that? Awesome. The hardtimes.net awesome. is so freaking great. Jesus We've like sent stories to each other from it before, too. We have? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the one about the sleep the sleep study sleep study guy gosh that was so 29 year old Tyler Harrison and and they're always in San Francisco you know because the little cash looks like a real news story (laughs) and he goes to the sleep study and he's like I thought we were gonna you know review sleeps dope smoker out I thought there was gonna be some G13 (laughs) bud That's like the one album. It's like one song is like fucking forty minutes. Long. <laughs> yeah, it was on Facebook today. Yes, and it hits me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No smoker. That was the album. This guy this worked with forty minute song. Yeah, this guy worked with. We're like, you know, we we're in this trim room where we got like these masks and fucking, you know, respirators on. And we're cutting parts, and all of a sudden I look up and he holds up his phone and it says "Sleep Dope Smoker." Twenty six fifty seven with like fifteen minutes left. He's like, yeah, <laughs> with his mask there, and I'm like, 
And I just go back and Rock do my on, shit, bro. you know? It's like, fuck, that's like the longest fucking song in the world. You know? <laughs> Awesome. Uh, that's so great. But this, I mean, the story it was just it, it was so everything funny. we ever get is just off Facebook. That's it. It's, it's so we stupid. don't have to go anywhere else. No. It's just in our newsfeed. It's all the stupid shit well, that and, shows up. You know, up. that's like what's so funny. Just see, you mentioned that. It's like everything is everywhere, right? Yeah. And there's today some guy in my feed. I don't know. It, it could have been one of the Rocklahoma things or what. He was like supposedly. Supposedly, ACDC was supposed to headline Rocklahoma next year until Malcolm died. And you're like, what the fuck? Malcolm's not even in the band. And like, I didn't need to even say anything. There's like a million fucking comments. You dumb piece of shit. He hasn't even been in the band since like two years. Yeah, for like two years. I'm like, how do people not fucking know this goddamn shit? It's like, if you're not into rock, I get it. But if you're into this and if you're... That specific where you're in a Rocklahoma group or something, Pay attention. you should fucking know what's going on. You should also know that Axl Rose just left and Brian Johnson finally came back. Thank God. Did that see? That's new to me. I didn't even yeah. know that. There's a doctor that fixed his ears. Well, yeah, I know that, but so he can come back. And that Axl's now with Guns N' Roses on a full time basis, and so that's over. Nice. That's good. I'm I happy about that. I hope that's a thing because Cliff Williams left. He said, fuck this. Yep. After what, like 35 years? Can you imagine playing the same three chord songs for 35 years? For I don't that think paycheck? I could it, yeah, I could. Well, for that paycheck, <laughs> yeah, I could too. <laughs> <laughs> to do this for 35 years and be able to go, be able to be a billionaire and go into any fucking restaurant or anywhere in the world and not have anyone bother you because they don't know who the fuck you are. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm. I I would play those three chords all day long. All day long. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would too. I think. <laughs> well, I it do. wouldn't even be that hard because I know that I know at least two of those chords. He could probably teach me the third. Pretty sure he could teach me the third. Fake it pretty yeah. quick. Fake it pretty quick. Fake it till you make it. No, we. You know, it, you asked earlier about influences as far as music goes. She gave her answer, and I went off on something, but I do want to touch on something. There's there's a specific group of songwriters mm-hmm. that I always go back to. Now, there's same for you, same for you, same for you. There's always a, a group of people that you always hearken back to whenever you need to come back, you know, down. Mm-hmm. But... It's it's Robert Smith from The Cure, and it's uh, believe it or not, Morrissey, The Smiths. I just I love it. I can't get the Pesh Mode stuff like that. You know, the, those are where the music comes in. But as far as the lyrics go, and the meter and the way that the words fit inside the songs, it, you know, it might be pop 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 pop, but it's you know, just stupid shit like that. That's where that comes in. So if you really want to know and I do I really want to know I like that that's what it is nice it's not you know I I hate the Beatles I I I fucking hate the Beatles yes oh my god bro so bad it's not even funny I won't listen to it I won't no now other bands cover songs of Beatles songs I'm like heh they should have done that in the first place. You know, <laughs> like an old man yelling at kids on the on the lawn. Get 
Yeah. Get off my goddamn lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I'm not a Zeppelin fan. And I don't like, I mean, I played with Doug and all of us a couple weeks ago. We did like a Zeppelin melody. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Because to me, as far as the drummer goes, that's like, you're talking about like Jesus, JFK, and then Bono. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's pretty easy. <laughs> You're up there, so yeah, I don't want to touch it. Well, you know, I'm the I'm the same way with the Beatles, man. Yeah, and I catch a lot of shit for this. I don't fucking hate them or nothing. It's just not my thing. I, it's, I hate them. It, <laughs> it, it's just like uh, you know, it's just the same thing with like I don't I you know, it's so bland to me. Yeah, it and, is. And, and, you know, yesterday, I, all my I understand, so far I understand what they've done. I could have wrote that then. And I understand, like, you know, I understand what they've done and what they mean to people and the influence they've had, but it's just not my thing. I, I don't think they suck or anything. Because, like, you know, Josh would be like, you're fucking crazy. What the fuck is your problem? I'm like, look, I'm not saying they suck. It's just not for me. Yeah. You know, so and that's what it's about. And it's I, not for and everybody. I'm the same with Pink Floyd. I don't, I don't get Pink Floyd. <coughs> but see, I'm a big Pink it's Floyd too, fan. It's just too <laughs> slow and just too not fun for me. But a good one? but but so yeah. Well, last but, week he's like, "Hey, guy, can you fucking play guitar?" I'm like, "I never so said that." Easy, easy, easy. It's just, it's just not my thing. It's just, you know, you know, I, I don't know, like, you know. Okay, what what about Queen? See, I'm I'm not a Queen fan. Either. I love Queen. I, I love great. Queen. They're great. Love Queen. Yeah, love yeah, your name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Greatest greatest front man of all time. Oh man. Amen. I named my goddamn dog after him. I mean, come on. <laughs> I did. I'm not kidding you. What about, I mean, what about uh, Rush? I love Rush. Rush. See, I love okay. Rush too, but not okay. like I'm getting into it. I want to learn it. Just yeah, that's good. It's on the radio. I hated him when I was younger. Yeah, like, I'm literally I'm the same way. Yeah, I like. I love the really? music was cool, but Getty Lee's voice just like pissed me off, and like it took until I got older. Then all of a sudden, I heard well, something you, on the radio. And it, I'm like, yeah, it's weird. It's like for some reason, this is fucking great. Then cool, yeah. 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 you realize it's beyond his voice; it's the keys uh, well, yeah. and the bass playing, and how incredibly talented all was, three of them are. Yeah, I was kind of like him growing up, and then for some reason, I don't know why, but they're like for like a, a five six year period there in the nineties. My brother always got me Rush tapes or CDs for my birthday because he thought that's what I liked or something. <laughs> but, he, but he would get like the, the, the current whatever, like counterparts or whatever. Right. And so like I'd get these tapes and like spit it out or whatever on there. Like the 90s Rush. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking cool because mm-hmm. they were kind of like doing some downtune stuff and whatever. Right. So I kind of got into that. And, and that's kind of what kicked me off on him. So I went back and I was like, okay, maybe this is cool. And it really, that's how I kind of got a new one. just weird, but. See, but both of <laughs> you guys are Kiss fans. I, I only like Kiss because my son was like hugely into Kiss. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he had autism, so, or he has autism. <clears throat> and then drumming and listening to Kiss was like his thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can go the whole, when you guys did the catalog of Kiss, or you're talking about it, I was like, oh, God, I've done that like 30 times Dude, in like I'm a not, month, you I'm know? Not, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that at all. 
because it's been so long since I've listened and I've got to listen again because we're going to do it. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I've, got to goddamn, I've got to goddamn listen to Unmasked again. Fuck me. I've got to listen to The Elder. Bullshit. Well, I'm out on that. You know, now, I'll Hot in the Shade, the one that no one likes, I, I dug. No, that was I, my like, favorite kiss I like the 80s kiss. I do. But it's like, fuck, I'm going to have to find some cliff notes or some shit. Mm-hmm. We're doing it with CJ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't like the 80s kiss that much. He likes some of it, I think you said. He likes the old stuff yeah. and some of the really new stuff. So, or, yeah. We'll get, that's where we'll get into some clashes. Mm-hmm. clashes. Yeah. <laughs> we have a good mixture of kind of what we like. We don't have any punk up, up there, there on the really. And we like See, the Stones, I'm not a Stones fan. Really? I yeah, like the Stones. I, I, I do. I mean... Their first four albums were nothing but covers. Yeah. yeah. I still like it. It took them, what, like weird. eight years to make actual original music? <laughs> yeah. I love them, but I don't ever think I'm going to listen to the Stones. Yeah. I like him if I hear him, but I don't... Clapton on his own, not a fan. Cream, loved it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, stuff like that. It's just I don't know. It's just weird that well, see, all these different influences. Speaking of that, like strange. forever, I've loosened up some, but I fucking hate the Eagles. But oh, I, Jesus. but I love Joe Walsh and Don Henley solo. Okay. And people's like, how the fuck can you like Don Henley solo music, but not like the Eagles? I'm like, I don't know. Because you like Bruce Hornsby. Because like, you like Bruce Hornsby, man, for real. Yeah. But my girlfriend Boom. or my fiance now like. Loves the Eagles. So it's yeah. just kind of like worn on me over the last yeah. few years. Like I hear it enough, I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad again. Right. But I mean, laughing uh, fast right. makes me want to punch someone in the throat. Guys. Right. Well, it's been, so, it's been played so, so, so much. So much. I'm, I'm the same with Bob Seger, too. It's like, I can't do it. Yeah. That's how Jason hates him, too. I can't, but, I can't do it. Um, but then, you know, when it comes to like Elvis, stuff that you've heard like 50,000 times. And well, everybody's done. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Give me some more. Yeah, I'm big, yeah. big, big Elvis fan, man. Yeah, always have been. But my mom's from Memphis, and so there's a whole history. And oh, my dad's met Elvis and all that shit. So, you know. yeah, my mom's one of those diehard. Mm-hmm. Like her and my dad were at the Vegas concert, his first concert back. You yeah. know, when he after our, when he was gone for a few years, or whatever. Mm-hmm. When he came back, to fat Elvis. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, after that, so that would be. No, 70, that's hot Elvis right there. That's amazing Elvis right there. That's leather, and I'm a badass. Seventy-three, seventy-two. Woo! He was in his thirties there, wasn't he? Oh mercy, he was yeah. something, something. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that he, you know that Elvis dyed his hair black because he was so enthralled with Roy Orbison, yeah. of all people. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and dyed his hair black just because of Roy Orbison. I didn't know that. I found that strange because I love Roy Orbison, don't get me wrong. Especially the stuff later with, like, the traveling wheelberries and shit. That that was great, but Mm -hmm. Roy never piqued my interest to the point that I wanted to dye my hair (laughs) for the rest of my damn life. Right. So is there anybody that you love so much you dye your hair to look like? I I actually grew my hair out, like, more why, I was about to say, why aren't you an asshole if you love Morsi so much? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He just is. Because there was another part to that equation with the Smiths, and it was Johnny Moore. Yeah. <laughs> and the little to dissect that music and the and to see that it's nothing more than a simple R and B riff thrown in the middle of "Girlfriend in a Coma" 
you put the right lyrics with the right, mm-hmm. you can make anything. Yeah. You know, and that's what, for me, opens up listening when I can hear, like, in a project that I'm in with, with, uh, Andy. Candy over there. What's his name? My little candy over there. In case you forgot. We're able to take and do whatever we want. Period. Yeah. He writes two lines, I write two lines. He writes half the chorus, I write the other half the chorus, and then I write the bridge, and then we put it together. It's like, damn, that's a good song. Yeah. And then we do it again. Then we do it, and we're 15 deep now. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's gone from kind of country Americana stuff to now we're dabbling in new wave 80s you know Flock of Seagulls hell yeah it's getting, it's I fucking getting, love Flock of Seagulls man so do I it's getting poppier in the 80s it's, it's taking a flow it's really going somewhere it is it is it's important so it, what you do it may it may spawn itself into something that that you think right would, especially you know want to get into it. I mean, it's just so different. And Chris is, uh, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again to anybody, he's a muse. And there's a lot of people that need that. Mm-hmm. Um, they can play guitar their whole lives and never really understand to not have, to have talent, but never understand that you're not going to be able to be able to write a song correctly or at least correctly in your heart <coughs> until someone guides you through your insanity. Some people just have it. They have a voice inside them that, that talks to them. Uh, on top of the voice that helps them write. And I don't have that. I just have this open gate and it comes in and that's it. And But with Chris, which I didn't have it just with Chris, I had it with Scott too. But Scott Levan was, he was a mess in his own right, but that's what made him Scott. And then with Chris is a mess, but he's old enough, and he's been there long enough that he can come down and grab it like like a balloon. And then he shapes it into a dog, or make a balloon animal out of something that didn't didn't have the gusto that it would have had. And... Over time, it's going to grow into something that's that I didn't even expect, and it's because of Chris, and it's just that simple. Well, there, I appreciate that, no but reason that you're bringing a lot more to the table than what you think they're. And I think you that it's, the only reason I'm saying this is because it doesn't just speak to me. I think it speaks to anybody that has difficulty with that coming to terms with something that he's good at proofreading your music. And then almost shaping your thesis statement into what you're really wanting to, to write about. Mm-hmm. And it completes the thought. And it's not yeah. just uh, mm-hmm. run on sentences anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you actually played the song, played the whole thing, and I said, nope, change that note. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> I was like, yay! <laughs> something I've always wanted to do with this song, so go ahead and do it. Here we go. Ooh, Egon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my awesome. God. Uh, <laughs> you know, that reminds me.
reminds me of the time you tried to drill a hole through your head. That would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Great line. God, you mentioned Scott Levan. Wasn't he? What? Wasn't he an underside? Yes. Yes, that guy. Yeah, those kids. Oh my God! Prime pump the music. Yeah, we opened for them a few times. Jesus, that's a flash in the past. Mm -hmm. And that's when it was up, right? Mm -hmm. That's when it was really up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Probably one of the highest times, besides you know the birth of the Canes. Yeah. 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 And that whole thing. Yeah. Tulsa is going to do its little peaks and valleys, probably. Forever. Probably forever. Like you guys were saying. We just have yeah. roots here that are music roots here for whatever reason. You, you know? go you go all the way back to, you know, Woody Guthrie and mm-hmm. and then you continue that chain into, you know, Arlo Guthrie for that matter, mm-hmm. which was one of the best concerts on my twenty first birthday. I saw Arlo Guthrie at the Canes. It was like <laughs> the best concert I've ever been to in my life. And my first concert was Slayer, bro. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Brain of Blood tour. Oh, wow. <laughs> in Dallas yeah. with my cousin. And I was like way too young to be on the road. <laughs> it was awesome. And I was just blown away. My dad was a preacher, bro. So, you know, the stage is, you know, all black. and. So did he know you went? Oh, no. Okay. no. <laughs> the upside down crosses and the stained glass pop up. And the, probably thought you were going to oh, die, huh? The Rainy Blood, you know, theme music yeah. comes in the beginning. And they, you know, this naked chick being carried across this stage and I'm like fuck man this is awesome <laughs> yeah and then it's like ah, it was, it was, I was sold well, from what I liked is when we saw them in Dallas a couple of years ago it's like they're you know before they had the curtain before they bring it down it's like they've got the pentagrams and the crosses and it's like this majestic horn you know yeah. and then all of a sudden the crosses they start going, and they turn upside down, and the music's like, and it goes, the music goes total minor, and it's just so fitting. You're like, oh, shit. Something to happen. We're fucked. Yeah. You're going to hell. We're in hell. We are going to fucking hell. It was the fucking best, you know? I, I got into ministry when I was in high school. My, my cousin turned me on to it. He was like, man, you got to hear it. It was um, before they came here, mm-hmm. and then... Saw him here in case you didn't feel like showing up live to her in 89. And there's like 15 people on stage. 30, man. It was Where great. At? Here at, at, at the Canes. At Canes? God damn. Gibby, Gibby Haynes, Jello Biafra was yeah. with them. They had like three drummers, five bass players, 11 guitarists all at once going. It was, dude, it was the most industrial. The bar or the, the fence along the stage and people <laughs> crawled up on the fence right in front of the stage. It was awesome. And I was like, well, that speaks to me. <laughs> it just does. I like it, you know. And then I go back and listen to Every Day is Like Halloween from 1981. I'm like, well, that's gay as fuck. I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> you got a erasure? All right. <laughs> we could be friends, man. No, we're we're all over the map, and, and we've we've actually had a really good time talking to so many different. I mean, one week we had a metal band, a rapper, and an indie band all at the same time, like in the same week. Mm-hmm. Come over and we try to shove as many interviews. As we can. It was like 
Hmm. That's a lot of different stuff we really kind of don't listen to. I stopped listening to rap like after yeah. the chronic. That was it. I was done. Mm-hmm. G funk out. See ya. And never came back. It just makes me angry. But our local, yeah, it makes me angry. But our local rappers angry. are yeah, freaking badass, man. Ash free. No, that kid's enough. good. I mean, they got it going on, and they got it's it's different. It's not your. No, it's you know, it's just some dude trying to be Eminem. No, it's, it's different. It's different. It's alternative. It's weird in the, you know, Garrett playing piano and singing on no, no loyalty, and it's just it's awesome. You know, it's it's kind of cool. So. It's opened our eyes to yeah. stuff, doing what we do with Porsche Talk, mm-hmm. that we never would have. No. We, we never would have went there. So. It was big on. Oh, yeah. You feeling that? Oh, no, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, awkward silence, so you want to... Yeah, I guess we should take... You want to say something? Or? Yeah. Well, we... You're uh, kicking Andy out of your Andy and Chris project? Oh, no. No, no, never. No. no. There's no, there's no candy. Andy's part him. of the couch now. He's part of the furniture, and I don't know how to exist without him. So here, here it goes. Is, is this the big news item? Yeah. Yeah, this okay. is the big news item. Let's do it. We, we wanted to have a wedding where we had like five of our favorite bands play at one time, mm-hmm. you know, and. Invite all of our friends. Well, I wanted a dueling fist and grind. <coughs> That's what we wanted to rip. That's what I wanted. Just to battle with each other. Battle it out. Riff after riff after riff for like hours. And we're like, no, people will get bored with that. End with CJ and Paulette on stage together. And then we're like, oh, let's, let's throw three more bands in it. Okay, I don't have that much money. I no. can't do that. We're and where are we going to do it? show just to get married. And I... I messaged and then ended up calling Steve Murdoch. Mm-hmm. My like, Steve, help us put something together. What, what do you think we can do? And Murdoch's like, a lot of fest. That's it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, man, come on. That's John's day. I, we haven't even talked to Casey. It's weird. I still feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, initially we weren't going to do it, and then you know, Casey gave a blessing on it, and she's like, you know. I think John would, would like it because the whole idea of Halata Fest is ce- the celebration of people's lives and the love mm-hmm. that not only we all have for John, but he had for all of us too. Mm-hmm. And he would actually, and Steve said, he, I think he'd think it was funny. Well, in our very, you very, know? very first porch talk where we filmed was it, that it was, no, it was on the porch the day Talking of Halata Fest. Fest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it just, Kind of seems fitting. Yeah, seems fitting. So. so day two of Halata Fest this year. So yeah, we're, we're shooting for day two at Halata Fest on the 10th of February mm-hmm. in between Enslaved by Fear and Grind. Nice. <laughs> and Dale and CJ. Wes Dodson from Not in Pope is going to marry us. Yeah, he's going to be the reverend. And so we don't, I mean, that's our guest list. All those people, everybody playing, in our scene, you know, that entire like. weekend. Yeah, they would all we would all invite them, but we wouldn't be able to fit them anywhere. No. So mm-hmm. we'll, you know, take 10 15 minutes real quick. We'll go get married and yeah, get on down the road. And 
grind plays white wedding, you know, or something, <laughs> and, and we're good, you know. So yeah, it'll be all right. That's awesome. Now, I mean, we'll have a private ceremony, you know, so the parents and all that, the family. Can, There's no way my have my mom and dad at that. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, I, I think she it. would have a heart attack just even walking in the parking lot. What is this Woodstock? I don't even know. <laughs> she would be so horrified. It's like it's okay, mom. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, that's the big news. So we're. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations, and we'll be there. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> We're so yeah, glad. I mean, like I said, I still feel weird about it, but... We do. We the feel more weird, we, but... You know, the more, a little bit more time passes, and I think, you know, it, it'll be all right, but... Well, it, it's you know, cool. if the blessing's given, then you're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't our idea. No. Murdoch wouldn't take Murdoch, no for an answer. He wouldn't, and That's the thing. I'm like, bro, no, you yeah, can't know. And he, he was like, oh, yeah, said, hey, hell yeah. What can we do? And he came to you with that. I mean, so it, it was not even yeah. two minutes went by in that conversation. He's like, done. That's it. We'll do it. That's to what the point where he's like, now listen, Laura, you got to do this, this, and this. It can only be this long. And I'm like, okay. And so then I was like, well, that's kind of taken away from our day. But really, it isn't. No. Because, like he said, everybody that we would want to be there will be there. Friends wise, so and we, we're excited. We feel extremely blessed to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And our whole and have, love story is played out on porch talk anyway, so it's appropriate. It, it is, right? Yeah. It, it, it really, really is. is. I mean we started doing porch talk four months after we started living together, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. So literally you're watching our relationship develop in front of your eyes. Yeah. And that's why it probably means a lot to us. That's probably why we want to keep it as pure as what we can to a degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, it might have to get bigger. We might have to go here or go there, you know, to do what we got to do. But, you know, for the most part, no, this it's just our love story. That's that's really what it boils down to. And we love music, too, so that's a bonus. Yeah. You know, it's cool. There you go. Porch talk. A love story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, that'll be the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the documentary. <laughs> I wonder who will play me. I hope it's not Ryan Reynolds. I, I hope not. Oh, I hope it Walken. is Ryan Reynolds. Christopher Walken. No. Awesome. Ryan no. Gosling. <laughs> I, I got an idea. <laughs> we need more shots. Five months of this uncomfortable hook of metal in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Walken is one of the greatest actors. He of all is time. so great. You know, I mean, we people oh. always wonder. You know, what do you guys? Do? You always go to shows and stuff. No, most of the time we sit at our table and watch like people doing impersonations of Christopher Walken. <laughs> what I love is like we get lost in YouTube like that. You yeah, know, for hours one in, a, like uh, no shout, shout at the devil was like one of my first like albums that I you know my album albums because I'd gone from eight, you know all mom and dad's Elvis's. Eight tracks to graduated albums, and someone was like, "Dude, check this shit out." I was like, "Oh, that's bad," just because I hadn't even heard it, just because yeah. the cover, the pentagram. I was like, "Man, that's evil." Evil. <laughs> I kind of like it. You know, <laughs> my dad saw it. He was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Why are you cussing at me?" Right. Isn't that the antithesis of exactly what you're trying to tell me? You fucking asshole. Like, so, Dad, they're shouting at the devil, not with him. They're against him. Yeah, well, 
I always had that one that, ready to go. That, I never had to use it. That's the only place that I can listen to you do the Joshua Tree. <laughs> Where the streets have no name. That's heaven, Dad. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Turn it around to your advantage. Always got to turn it around. You had to be smart about you it. You had yeah. to. And I, I did that. Yeah. I got. Thank you guys so much for your time and for yeah, yeah, letting us be the outlet for your announcement. We appreciate what you guys do. We. You know, when we. I approached you. And then you approached us and we've, we've just, we formed kind of a nice symbiotic relationship. We don't compete with each other. We don't trash talk each other. We do nothing but support each other. And I love you guys. (laughs) I know it's never you, Jason. It's never you. This happens. You and I are the strong ones, Jace. Now we, uh, the great thing we is, we love you guys, man. Thank you for what you do. Too. We're both kind of doing the same thing, but at the same yeah. time, it's totally not the same thing. It's no. not the same you know, at all. But the spirit behind video, this is the same. And, it's, and, and the thing is, is really we can coexist because we like there, each other. There's there's room for all of it. Yep. And even if there wasn't, it doesn't matter because that's not what we're about. Exactly. So it's just like whatever whatever we can all do for. Everybody is mm-hmm. what we're going to do. There's and there's room at the table for more of us to yeah. continue to boost mm-hmm. our local scenes. We we welcome <laughs> all of it. Well, we it, all have because the it's same not competition goal. to us. It's, no, yeah, it, it's the same goal mm-hmm. in mind. We there's people that are 18, 19, 35, 45 years old that are trying to get their music out there. Mm-hmm. And if there's something we can do to do it, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's what we're always going to be here yeah. to do. Yeah. So, thank exactly. you guys. So we love you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Hell yeah. Thank you. We gave right. you. I got to be cut. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. Got a big dick. Hold on. That fucking Andy, goddammit. I know, boy. Oh, oh shit. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I didn't see it. There you go. Chris and Laura from Porch Talk. Thanks to them for giving us a. Link the interview there and for dropping yeah. dropping their news about their wedding at Holata Fest yes. in twenty eighteen. Congrats to them. It's gonna be a it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's a cool thing, getting married on a stage at a rock concert and yeah. with all these bands they love, we love, everybody loves. That's right. And uh our buddy Andy Chapman kinda snuck in there there for a few minutes too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you could hear him because he was setting a little ways from us, but he's always got some very cool stuff to say. Fist of rage, everybody. Definitely. So, yeah, looking forward to also what they were, the deal that him and Chris are working on. Yeah, so yeah. So, hear more about that down the line. Definitely. And, of course, thank you to Laura for cooking dinner before yes. we did this interview. It, she she fed us, and that was quite badass as yes, well. Yes, it was tasty. Thank you very much. So, there you go. Once again, Facebook, Porch Talk with Chris and Laura. Hit like, follow them. They've also got a YouTube channel. Support these guys. Do it. And while you're supporting them, support us. Why not? Yeah. You're already listening, so why not listen 148 other times by going backwards? Exactly. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. You can listen to us every Monday night on 1027WSNR.com, 7 p.m. Central. That runs, like I said, every Monday night, but... On YouTube, at the Thunder Underground and SoundCloud, 
You can stream them anytime you want. Mm -hmm. 148 previous episodes. And they run the gamut of a lot of the local stuff we mentioned throughout this. Like Scream Red Mutiny. Bands I mentioned earlier like Claim Your Enemy. Fist of Rage. Machine in the Mountain. Grind. Severmind. Yes. Less Than Human. All that. And then we've got into a lot of national names like Gene Simmons of Kiss. Yes. Bruce Kulick, formerly of Kiss. Seven Dust. Shine Down. Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth. He's in Active Defiance now, which check out if you have not heard. Yeah, they're badass. We've also had on guys from Superjoint, from Crowbar, Corrosion and Conformity, Saving Abel, Battlecross, Warrant, Europe. He is legend. That's right. The list goes on and on. He is legend and Gore coming back next week. We'll probably be out there. So if you're out there, come say hey. Hell yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're not too soaked in fake blood and, and piss and gum. Yeah. You know, from the but war if, show. If you are soaked in that, you can still come say hey and hug Jason. No. No, do not hug me. Trent will take all the hugs. Okay. You know, the first time, quick story, first time I went to see Guar and Canes at like 1996 or 97 or... No, it was later on than that. It was even later than that. I don't know. Early 2000s, maybe. Our buddy Thrasher went with us. Me and him went. And he got right up front. And on the way home, I made him ride in the back of my truck. Because <laughs> he was so soaked with God knows what all that shit was. Right. Anyways. <laughs> that's my story. Done. Awesome. Well, we're also on Facebook. Backslash Thun Underground. And then the website is thethunderground.com. That's right. All right. We don't have anything else to talk about, do we? I think that's it. Next time, we need to talk about this In Flames EP. But yes. Because it's... I have things to say. I have positive things to say Me about In Flames Me for the too. first time yeah. in a few years. Exactly. So. All right. Next time, actually, now that I said next time, <laughs> episode 150 will be Scott and Jana from Down for Five and Rocket Science. Yes. And we're glad to have them back for our... Uh, landmark 150th episode. That's right. It's been too long. It's been 143 episodes. Yes. Episode 7. It's an honor to have them. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. That'll be here in the next week. So, till next time. You need a breath, man. All you it do does, is lick your man. asshole all day it's long. Nasty. If I could reach that thing, I, I know. would. None of you men had ever leave the house. Instant rim job. I'm gonna open oh this. Okay. I'm gonna edit this to where that's the opening line. I hope so. Because no one knows who he's talking to. Right. Since it's not video <laughs> like horse talk. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Come on, man. <laughs> Thunder Underground, y'all.